welcome to PFF Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ian Harditz, and today we continue our Fantasy Files series with a look and reasoning why you need to draft Tyler freaking Boyd and fantasy drafts of all shapes and sizes. I've had podcasts on this where we go over values versus ADP. I told you last week, Anthony Ferkser is the best late-round tight end option. I told you, I also think last week, uh, Kirk Cousins is your prime late-round quarterback to pair with Trey Lance or Justin Fields because of his early season schedule uh, start. And again, I want to make this as clear as possible. Draft Tyler Boyd in fantasy football leagues of all shapes and sizes, people. That's going to wrap. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, we could uh, wrap it up after two minutes, but I'll give you a little bit uh, more uh, reasoning here for this one. Basically, for those living under a rock, Tyler Boyd has been nothing short of, you know, maybe remarkable is a little bit of a strong word, but very solid, I think, would be the better descriptor for Boyd during his time with the Bengals. The dude turns 27 in November, but through his five years in the league, I mean, again, very solid. First two years, couldn't really get on the field a ton, but since then, 2018, 76 catches, 1,028 yards, seven scores. 2019, 90 catches, 1,046 yards, five scores. Last year in 15 games, 79 catches, 841 yards, and four touchdowns. And fantasy land people, these have been nothing short of remarkable because, again, it's kind of weird why full point per reception scoring is that now become the default in more leagues than not. That's the reality we live in. And because of that slot mavens like Tyler Boyd can be so valuable. He's pretty much becoming, you know, I don't want to say this generation is Jarvis Landry because I don't think they're, you know, all that much different than each other in age or even, uh, you know, just kind of when they've been playing over the past uh, few years, but he's just that not so sexy, you know, slot receiver that we continue to just underrate year after year after year in 2018. Again, I told you guys the counting statistics, but the fantasy ranks are even more impressive. 2018 Boyd function as the overall PPR wide receiver, 15 wide receiver, 19 and PPR points per game, 2019 overall wide receiver, 17 wide receiver, 26 and PPR points per game, 2020 overall wide receiver, 30 wide receiver, 37 and PPR points per game. And before you say, well, Ian, you just said this was a wide receiver 37 last year. Why do we care about the wide receiver 37? That's because it included the just atrocity. That was the Bengals offense after Joe Burrow got hurt. They had the one dope game. I think week 16, Brandon Allen and them put up like 37 against the Texans. Otherwise much more bad than good without Joey Burrow under center. People, when Burrow was under center in weeks one through 11 last year, before he got hurt halfway, three quarters into that Washington game, Tyler Boyd was the fucking wide receiver 11. Wide receiver 11. That's what the kids call a wide receiver one fantasy land, people. Truly. The only wide receivers with more PPR points than Tyler Boyd in weeks one through 11 last year. Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, Keenan Allen, Tyler Lockett, Stephon Diggs, DK Metcalf, DeAndre Hopkins, Adam, yeah, Adam Thielen, Terry McLaurin, Robert Woods, and Tyler fucking Boyd. Now, out of those players, the only ones that aren't, you know, consensus top 12 wide receivers, Tyler Lockett, who were just penalizing a lot for being so explosive and only like three games instead of, you know, more. So we're not getting the floor. That's what's scaring people away. Not an issue with Boyd, but that's why we're afraid of uh, Lockett. And then you look at Thielen getting older, getting in the thirties. Again, not an issue for Boyd turning 27 in November, dealing, getting a little older. We see Justin Jefferson coming uh, just even more and more on in this offense that should continue to be a little more run first. I think than fantasy managers would like, and Robert Woods is, you know, just kind of in that teen range, very consistent, kind of like Boyd little, you know, picks up his yards without a ton of style points, 
but he's still going as a top 20 guy. Tyler Boyd is the only one out of this group that we are just not giving any benefit of the doubt going into next year. And I just really, for the life of me, can't figure out why. The guy only really busted twice last year, and it wasn't like he just himself got taken out of the game. I think it was more just when Joe Burrow and the offensive line could not handle some of the ridiculous pressure coming his way. Again, the only two games that Boyd failed to catch at least five passes with uh, Burrow under center, week one against the Chargers, only five targets, caught four of them for 33 yards, and week five against the Ravens when he caught four of six targets for 42 yards. So those were almost games where like, I don't want to say the Bengals gave up, but not Ravens game, even the Steelers game that happened in uh, week 10, where Boyd only had six catches, for 41 yards. Like we just saw them overmatched. And I think the idea is that behind a slightly better offensive line year two version of Burrow, getting Jamar chase to help open up the offense for everyone else. We should see less instances of the Bengals just being outclassed. Like we saw in those chargers, Ravens and Steelers games on offense last year. Overall people, Tyler Boyd only failed to work as let me say this right. Tyler Boyd only finished outside the top 36 receivers on a weekly basis twice last season. And those were again, week one and week five in those chargers and Ravens games, his finishes. Otherwise wide receiver, nine wide receiver, 10 wide receiver, 20 wide receiver, 28 wide receiver, five wide receiver, 15 wide receiver, 36 and wide receiver, 17. Boyd has played at least 14 games in four of his five career seasons, locked into a four-year, $43 million deal that has him playing in Cincy through 2023. There's little reason to expect a drop-off from Boyd. I don't know where the pessimism is coming from with him. They added Jamar Chase, but this team already has the fifth most available targets in air yards. It's not just A.J. Green that left. We also had Alex Erickson that left. We also had Giovanni Bernard that left. If you don't buy Joe Mixon's like target share increasing without Giovanni Bernard, which I do, we've been over that. I think Mixon's going to eat most of those targets, but who else is going to take it? Is it going to be, you know, six round rookie Chris Evans is going to be journeyman Samaj Piran, or is it going to be the slot receiver already running most of his routes in that kind of same short area of the field that Gio used to live again? I'm not even necessarily projecting Boyd to get Giovanni Bernard's targets, but simply putting Jamar Chase into the offense isn't this big negative for Boyd. I'm not saying that Boyd needs to even be considered the number one wide receiver here. I have him ranked behind Jamar Chase and behind T. Higgins. I think Boyd will finish with the third most PPR points among these receivers. The difference between me and a lot of the public right now is that I see them all ranked very close to each other, specifically. I have Chase as my wide receiver 22, Higgins as my wide receiver 23, and Boyd is my wide receiver 24. I think Burrow has a realistic chance to throw for 5,000 yards. He's going to be a little bit less mobile coming off the knee injury. Could just be more pass attempts. Nobody had more dropbacks than Burrow before he got hurt last year. And looking at how that defense is, I don't think there's much reason to believe this Bengals team is going to resemble anything close to a run first offense. And with that in mind, like I just don't see a way how Boyd doesn't beat his average draft position right now as the wide receiver 37 that is wide receiver four territory people again i'm not disagreeing that chase and higgins need to be the first two guys drafted but when we're talking about a full 15 receiver difference between higgins and boyd at underdog it's it's ridiculous and fantasy football calculator has them even lower as the wide receiver 39 so 
I just don't understand the discrepancy between these guys. Boyd has proven to be a consistent wide receiver too. Last year, he was a wide receiver one. And I understand he's not probably, probably not going to be a wide receiver one this year with Chase in town, but there are far more available targets and air yards than people are giving credit for here. And like, I don't know, adding Chase could seemingly help Burrow reach new heights, be the number one overall pick that, I mean, be just a great player that, you know, we put together with the being a number one overall pick just because you're adding this dude to the offense isn't bad, particularly when we're removing AJ Green's corpse from the equation. So to me, Tyler Boyd is a screaming value where he's going right now. And just a prime example of drafting someone closer to their floor than their ceiling. Jamar Chase, going as a top 24 wide receiver. Like that is what we call like a ceiling outcome. He could finish as, you know, top 12 guy. Maybe if that does come to fruition, we'll be saying, Oh, we should have even had him higher, but already projecting chase to be the number one guy in Cincy. Like that's a risk. And I'm not even saying you shouldn't take it in certain leagues, but Boyd is the one where we don't have to take that huge risk because of how cheap and available he is at the moment. So, you know, if you guys listen to the burrow fantasy file a little bit earlier, I referenced Seth Galena's uh, awesome article on PFF.com. And one of the big takeaways was focusing on more of the stable passing metrics, you know, things like pressure, deep ball, there's, there's smaller sample size stuff. And we just don't, and because of how erratic and just complicated, some of those, you know, just metrics can be, we don't see them be very sticky from year to year. Burrow last year, again, some of these more stable metrics was number five in PFF passing grade from a clean pocket, fourth in straight dropbacks on first and second down. He ranked fifth with no play action. He ranked seventh and percentage of negatively graded throws. He was second in each of those ranks and those aforementioned metrics ranked among the top five rookie quarterbacks since 2016. Again, replacing green with chase, in my opinion, is going to be an upgrade, not just for Burrow, but for everybody involved in this offense. I mean, I remember one of the, uh, Great takeaways I have from the Houston Texans over the past few years. When Will Fuller was playing, DeAndre Hopkins averaged about two fewer targets per game, but he actually averaged more fantasy points because he was scoring more touchdowns because the team and the offense and Watson were all better with Will Fuller on the field. I think that's what we could see here with Jamar Chase. So T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, nothing wrong with these guys. Draft them as top 24 receivers. I'm not even disagreeing with where they're going right now. I think Higgins may be even undervalued. Like he could easily finish as a number one guy here, as he told you all on the PFF fantasy football podcast. And he was kind enough to do an interview with me earlier. This guy needs 10 touchdowns this year to switch back to his number five. And he promised that. So don't forget that that's, you know, once we get the number, uh, you know, equation going into things that can really just motivate, uh, you know, a 22, 23 year old, uh, guy, you got to keep that in mind, but truly people all jokes aside, chase Higgins, perfectly fine wide receiver twos. And so is Tyler Boyd. Like that's the one part I just don't understand. Like the just regression we're assuming with Boyd, I haven't heard a single good reason for why he's not going to put up good numbers this year. Usually it's, they say, they added chase. And if they had added chase and not getting rid of green, I would have seen the concern, but I just don't get it. People PFF fantasy projections have Higgins as the lead right now, 127 target projection Boyd at 112 chase at 109. And you know, there's fancy friendly targets. We've talked about this. Not all targets are created equal red zone, deep balls, historically average more PPR points per those targets versus, you know, the shorter, more intermediate stuff that Boyd's going to be seeing. 
it's just a discrepancy between the ranking and the ADP people. So in fantasy land, again, we want to target players closer to the floor and their ceiling. That is Boyd to a T. Don't be afraid to get Higgins or Chase either. Just realize Tyler Boyd is the screaming value in the, you know, sixth, seventh, eighth round. That wide receiver three you can get after you've loaded up with a few running backs that can give you so much more. Again, Price has a wide receiver for people. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Like that is just so insulting. I really don't see how Boyd fails to beat that by a decent margin with, you know, 17 games of good health, even 14, 15 games of good health. I just don't know how Boyd will fail to cash in on that spot. So if you haven't gotten this, you know, impression already draft Tyler Boyd, we're doing this because his projected volume, his projected fantasy points and everything we've seen historically points to him being a top 24 top 30 receiver and he's not being priced that way. So I know, you know, in the later rounds of drafts, we talk about, we gotta be careful sometimes. Like why care about a wide receiver value? If you know, like, uh, you know, if it's like a Jacoby Myers situation, not to shit on Jacoby, but if he's, uh, you know, being priced as a wide receiver 70 and you're like, Oh, he's my wide receiver 50. Like, look at that value. Okay. You don't really want the wide receiver 50 on your team either way. It's more so the fact that Boyd has proven three straight years to be a more than viable wide receiver two. We want wide receiver twos on our team. We don't necessarily need wide receiver fours. So when we can draft a wide receiver two, as a wide receiver for that's when we freaking make the big bucks or at least, you know, however many dollars your local friends are putting in the fantasy league. That's when we can pull those in. So that's going to wrap up this edition of the fantasy football PFF fantasy football podcast. I'm so flustered by my just aggravation that people aren't taking Boyd. Can't even say my own podcast name. Right. But thank you as always for tuning in. I have a few things I want to also get off my chest before we get out of here. Hectic day here on uh, July 26th with the Aaron Rodgers. Uh, hoopla going on don't worry we'll have our next podcast featured on Aaron Rodgers but anyway just wanted to say real quick if you like fantasy football and if you like fantasy money, you need to check out Underdog Fantasy. Underdog's got everything, including season-long and playoff best ball. Best ball is a season-long game. We draft a team like you normally do, but that's it. There's no in-season roster management. Underdog automatically selects your best performers each week, saving you loads of time. Go to Underdog Fantasy and deposit $10 using promo code PFF and get a free PFF Edge annual subscription. That's promo code PFF. Draft now at Underdog Fantasy. And also, we have a new sponsor, everybody. Support for PFF is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. I have actually gotten some free products from Manscaped. Lovely T-shirt. Got some cologne. Got a nose and ear trimmer thing. And yeah, they're great. I love Manscaped. They just give you everything you need to escape the man. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code PFF on Manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping on Manscaped.com. Use code PFF. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with manscaped thank you manscaped all right everybody that's going to wrap up this edition of the pff fantasy football podcast and we will continue to have uh, team previews or yeah division previews with teams with andrew erickson over the next coming weeks also going to bring on some fantasy analysts from around uh the industry to start getting into some positional breakdowns my guys values just you know i would like to thank you guys trust what i say you listen to this podcast after all i always try to give my reasoning but it'll be good to get some uh you know fellow full-timers on here that you know are grinding uh, just as much as i do throw some opinions at each other see what happens see what kind of takeaways we learn uh, i do believe that you know the more we can listen to what others say just to adjust refine and maybe even enhance our own opinions uh, the better off we'll be so i mean hearted thank you again for listening until next time take care everybody 